great clock. Let's take a peek into the score. Zoobs, I'll read them all out. You try and keep an average. E Prime with a full seven. Brickmans with a six. Sam Fels with a six. 3.75 from G Richie. Anfield Road with a seven. Kev Sub with a six. Dick Bones with a six. Key 1717 with a six. Sludge Williams with a seven. Dark Lord DDKO with a six. Fruits Redible with a seven. I may have with a six. Cadenza with a six and a half. Several one with a six. C Seppa with a six. VZ with a full seven. McManor Huge with a six and a half. Pace Fall with a five and a half. Shirley McGinnis with a six. Keys Brick with a six. Maddie Mack with a six. Area Thrasher with a six. Ryan PM with a six and a half. Jagley's 93 with a six. A six from Fat Aaron, Irish Mac 21 with a seven and a six and a half from Corvax 1266. Five and a half from I'm just trying to do something. <laughs> Great name. Uh, they successfully did it. They gave yeah. their, that if trying to give their score. Yeah, we're at sixes and sevens here from what I can see is sort of our gist. There's a 5.5 5 and a 3.75 as outliers, but pretty much everybody else is playing six and seven, which I would guess I would sort of qualify at this point as like good old fashioned dynamite, right? Is like, right. I mean, here and it's six and seven and it's like you either loved it or you really loved it. It's sort of the, the ideas, right? Sort of like <laughs> um, this is the I think this is a classic one of like, is it does to, to you does seven mean perfect show? Or to you, does seven mean uh, like a lot of really thoroughly entertaining things that were like extremely mm -hmm. worth my while in a very good episode of wrestling television, right? It's sort of like seven doesn't mean perfect. I don't think this is a perfect show. I don't think I don't know that AEW does perfect shows anymore on television. It's just sort of like just who they are in 2023 doesn't lend itself to that. Um, but it's a seven to me. Where and I would say the chat is probably probably just above or just below six point five, hovering in that area somewhere. Uh, I'm a little lower than you, but much higher than last week. I'm going to go with six on this one. Uh, there was thought there was lots to like on this show. In fact, very little to dislike. Um, I'm still in the zone that Dynamite cannot shake me out of with a pure wrestling show. I know they can do this. No part of my fear about Dynamite is that they will fail to put on a good pay-per-view or a wrestling-heavy episode of television where it's just stacked with matches. I know they can do this. Uh, and so the proof of concept I'm waiting for is still around the band, but I thought there was lots of signs from optimism for, or signs of, uh, for reasons for optimism, I should say, with the, uh, MJF doing some things that were good, Christian, and uh, we'll get all to it, but a, a six from me. There we go. So, so I arrive at the seven, you arrive at the six, and we'll, we'll see which one talks us to the other side of the, uh, of this old 6.5 barrier. How about? Mm, I love that. What a, what a tease for the end of tonight's show. Gotta watch all the way to the end to find that out. <laughs> also along the way, you'll get a great edition of 20 count and uh, who knows what else soups it's title Tuesday, which I do want to talk about quickly before we get into dynamite here. Uh, obviously Zoobs NXT didn't make much of a play for your attention tonight. I don't think any part of you was like, Oh, I wish I could watch this instead of dynamite, but there was a lot of hubbub about it. The Tuesday night wars. Is there anything you wanted to say just about NXT putting John Cena and the undertaker and you know, a bunch of other stars of yesteryear on the program. Uh, you texted me this morning that wrestling is in the air. You said it was, I thought that was a nice turn of phrase. Um, if it gets both sides trying really hard to make good shows for what their audiences are, that's a good thing, right? We spoke, I think, especially when, when New York was, uh, in the real drudges. And I think they might be at a point of, but I don't think they're getting either one of us back. Right. It's sort of, yeah, there's maybe one thing they can do to get you back. I would say one specific, <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, like you, you know, what the, what the, what the, what the, what they're serving over there and you're just not interested and that's fine. Right. You can, you can exist in your own worlds and it doesn't have to be, 
um, this big thing. And sort of, I think this is a nice litmus is like, I think you were either enticed by that or you couldn't have cared less. It's sort of the two speeds of learning from that news. But Come I do on. agree that like, you know, it's good. It, it's good to have both shows trying to be really good. That's awesome. That's the whole, that's, that's what we Donating my legitimately box for 15 did months hope for. Straight. Thank you so much, Irish Mike 21 pointing out 15 straight months with Prime. Thanks, uh, Really appreciate that. Uh, you know, this is what, this is what when you talk about, you know, not having competition is bad and having competition is good. This is what you're talking about. This is the exact, like, both companies are like, we're going to do what we do best then. Like, and you can pick if that's the, a side that interests you. So in general, I think it's, I think it's pretty good. Um, in general, I think it's a good and healthy thing for wrestling. And, and that part of it makes me pretty happy. I agree, Zoops, and well, you know me, and I think I can speak for you here, too. I generally hate when Dynamite is not on its normal Wednesday night exact in the... I like that. I like the pattern of the week, the middle of the week. We're seeing off the back half when Double Dudes is over. I like all that stuff. However, I wouldn't mind it getting bumped onto Tuesdays a couple times a year if it's going to force both these companies to step up. And now, I think what each company views stepping up as is something that will inform you a lot about which company you want to be watching as one is like hey you want to see the undertaker glower i bet you i bet you we can get mark on a plane for private jet for a half mil come on somebody get him on the horn you know versus eddie kingston versus minoru suzuki and commercial free brian danielson versus swerve strickland so like ethos wise while i'm somebody who feels sort of at odds with AEW, it was nice today to be like staunchly in the pro AEW. Tony's birthday, he's on Adderall, and I'm a happy man camp. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. I'm I'm thrilled that the alternative exists and that this is what where they plant their flag. That's for sure. Uh, Cadenza, our social media producer, saying that they did tune in to all of NXT and basically nothing happened, and they deeply regret it. But hey. I'm glad they did so that I, I mean, I knew that was going to happen, but I'm glad like it's good to have that firsthand. Thank you for your sacrifice is what I'm trying to say. I hear, I hear um, that other show. I heard they had to call it OXT tonight. Oh yeah. They're calling it OX. You know why o those are. <laughs> Tell them why. Well, it's because I got all, all the stars of yesteryear that are on there. <laughs> OXT. Yeah, it's OXT. That, that's what they're calling it now. Oh, the show OXT. Now. It was NXT. That's right. For like, a long time. Next. Yeah. Oh, that's how it came that's across o to me. OXT. Area Thrasher's right. OXT had the tech. <laughs> and not to not to make Dynamite sound worse, and maybe this played into my six, but I'm not joking here, Zoobs. I heard they made LA Yeah a special guest referee tonight in NXT. No way. So you were here watching, you know, Hangman versus Jay White. You could have been watching LA Yeah hitting the mat going, oh, yeah, 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 three times or something. Yeah. They didn't get to see Roddy Strong or whatever. whatever. Yeah, okay. You know what? Too, too fucking Shay. You know that? I don't feel so good. You, uh, I agree VZ. Wrestling starts my wrestling-based sprint to the weekend. Uh, Tony Khan Twitter terror says take of us. Yeah, That's that was good stuff. Right. Uh, Matty Mac we saying it. it's because they're old. Well, it's the stars of yesteryear is how I, yeah. just to show them a little respect. OXT. Well, <laughs> yeah, counts one, two. Yeah, yeah. Kempsell's probably right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. OXT stands for Ono oh XT. You guys remember? <laughs> you guys remember him? Cassius Ono, of course. That's actually funnier than a lot of people riffing in replies about what OF. Uh, <laughs> o <laughs> Moving on. Uh, okay, so we open up Dynamite tonight, part of our commercial free advertised 30 minutes, ended up being about 48, I think. 
with Christian, both as a heel, but also sort of in promoter mode, uh, going through this whole card, giving his opinion on it. Uh, Love this uh, for Christian. Felt very collision to be uh, this promo at the gate with Christian in the control room and the graphics behind him. I thought it was a cool open to Dynamite. Different. Thank you to the anonymous gifter for the gifted sub to Kip Sabian, known listener to Maddie Maddie's album Love Handles. Uh, no, you can find on all music platforms. I assume I don't know. Uh, sure. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was really cool. Christian's great, and we bookend a lot of Christian on the show. And uh, you know, people that are tuning in to see Ed Chopin, see somebody else that they know. If you want to even go right. that route, but there he's a guy that you can clearly reliably give the ball to here, and he can deliver exactly note for note what you want him to do. Christian is awesome. Uh, I love Christian. No complaints. Uh, I love his line here to kick us into the opening match. He says, all right, one of you shits, start the show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Done. And start the show indeed, as it's uh, a battle for King of the Pacific Northwest and number one contendership for Christian's TNT title between Brian Danielson and Swerve Strickland. And I think everybody, when this was announced on Dynamite last week, I think it was, or maybe Collision this week, everybody had this penciled to something we all wanted to see. I thought it delivered in absolute spades. Who do you want to talk about first here, Zoobs? Probably Swerve for me. Um, You know, obviously, Danielson is known as like a just, you know, he's an incredible wrestler and you know he's one of the best in the world and one of the best to ever do it and can can work uh, whenever you need to work. But... um, you know, there's really something to Swerve getting the moments, especially early on when he, where he's like step for step with him um, in in just like mat wrestling and just grappling with him, right? Like that does a, a lot for Swerve. And I think that does a lot. Um, you know, he, a lot of the times in the recent history of wrestling, sort of the, the, the guy in Swerve's position is, is, I don't know, not cowardly, but like it's, he, he's hiding behind smoke and mirrors and there isn't you know he that goes a long way to establishing that like he does have the base like like you're you just did the danielson and zach saber jr to establish you know, danielson's the best technical wrestler in the world and it's like this, this goes a long way in establishing that like swerves right behind him though right like it's he's he's not a guy that is is all personality he's he's really got the solid base he can do a lot of things he can he can go off the top he can mat wrestle he can um do all kinds of really great stuff fight on the outside I thought that went a long way in in continuing to build um, this total piece of how ready Swerve is to be like a top of the card champion guy to me. I I just think, you know, putting him in every situation on the mic with with your top baby faces and in the ring with your top wrestlers. Um, I think it's continued the last the last little month where he's been back in the scene and very clearly with a trajectory and really with a a real focus and like a motivation. Um, I think he's gone miles in a really short amount of time, and I think. Um, this helps in a lot, in a huge way. Awesome. Yeah, it's funny what you say there because MJF and Brian had that feud about, you know, Brian, we're going to see if MJF can actually wrestle the 60-minute Ironman. The skills are going to be on display. It was a great feud, but there was some truth to that too when Brian Danielson, and like you point out, especially fresh off of the Zack Sabre Jr. match, and I thought Swerve Passed that with flying colors and looked fantastic. But what really stood out to me, it was two things that really stood out to me about Swerve in this match. One, he's like soundly a heavyweight. Brian's right in that middle zone where he's a junior that can be a believable heavyweight, but you don't think of him as a big guy. There's moments in this match where Swerve is decidedly bigger than Brian and does moves to showcase it. And 
I don't know. I don't I don't think Swerve is bigger than Brian, really, but now I do. And then right. two, Swerve has like a, a less intentional, a less built into the gimmick, but a small similar thing to like Orange Cassidy or Tetsuya Naito, where there's like a turning of the switch and you're almost getting a different guy, where he's like very smooth for a while. And then when it's like the the two kick out and then he's firing up. So way more reckless and aggressive. Like you see the turning of the corner of the guy. Oh, let's get real. You know, you're a fight fan like me, Zub. You see fighting, fighting. Some guy takes a hit on the chin and all of a sudden you see the real guy. Like the game plan goes out the window. They go do whatever they're most comfortable with. Like they, they can't fake anything in that moment. I feel like Swerve Strickland gets away from being a little bit cooler and smoother in those moments in a way that I thought was really on display in this match with moves like his spiral uppercut or the, the fisherman's backbreaker that he gets Brian way up for. Really just a, a coming out moment for Swerve Strickland. I, I had it wrong, though. I was really confident that Swerve Strickland would pick up the win here in this match. I don't really understand the line. Of, I know Brian's in this retirement year, quote-unquote, and you want to see him have all the matches, and he has to keep a level of overness and winningness to make those matches not just guaranteed, oh, well, he'll lose, and I can appreciate that. But for this one, I really thought off of the big hangman win, going right to a Brian loss is a little interesting. Now, I don't think Swerve's a guy who's going to suffer for it all that much. For all I know, he's losing right into the main event scene, and he'll he'll be there before I know it. But I don't know. Did, did it hit your eyes weird at all to see him? I was expecting a kick out there. I thought he was going to win, too. Uh, for sure, I did. Um yeah, I think Sam Fells makes a point here. I just don't, I guess Swerve Christian probably isn't the aligned thing though, right? I'm okay with, because it's a TNT, it's like I'm sort of okay with it because I, Christian and Swerve isn't quite the right note for where I want Swerve to be going. Sure. I think I think Christian's doing great work and I think Swerve's doing great work, but I don't want them doing great work together, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get I don't that. think that they need that pull to each other. I'd rather have, I'd rather have, I would have rather had him, again, I don't know why this isn't for the main title, why this isn't like the, the next in line for whatever happens after MJF Jay White, but I digress. Um, I did think Swerve was getting the the rub and and the way up here. He strikes me as sort of the focus they've had on him and the wins that he's gotten, as you mentioned. I thought he was on the way up, um, but I don't think he's extremely harmed by it as well. Lots to like in this match from both. Uh, at the end of the match, Swerve. Now I missed this. Was that Prince Nana's? crown that swerve was going pretty to, sure yeah hit him with then hangman runs out and he grabs the weapon out of swerve strickland's hand and brian picks up the win from there maddox face in the chat that's nice i didn't know we had that i <laughs> think that's just a dog i don't think that's maddox specifically oh. <laughs> for me it looked quite a, am i crazy it looked quite a bit it does, like maddox. It looks, quite, it looks quite a bit like him you know in terms of like an emoji maddox it, that's, you, that's somebody else that's they switch global amount yeah frankers look at that Fooled me. <laughs> wrestling Maddox, wrestling Maddox, really wrestling Maddox. And that's the, the yeah. robot voice. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Siri. Uh, I did think just the best possible use of that commercial free time. If you're going to take one of these matches and give them the no picture in picture, the no commercial break, this was the one to do it on. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was, it really was great. And, and the no commercial time um, really made it feel like a pay-per-view and really did give it a, like an extra an extra boost to match we were already really excited about. I think it gave it an extra, I don't know, 10% little little jolt to, be, to know, like, we're not going away from this. This is going to be on here the whole time. I think that that just a little spice thrown into the mix there. Spice. 
Now, we had one of these last week, Zoob, so I got to talk quite a bit about how much I enjoyed the presentation of these video packages here. As the king of television, Samoa Joe, is on TV. He's wearing a suit. He's smoking a cigar. He's looking, holding a glass of what looks to be about seven fingers of straight whiskey. And he says, I'm the soon-to-be and once again world heavyweight champ. Why? Because I am violence manifested. I am the man who takes what he wants from anyone I want. Are we getting Joe MJF too? This is two weeks in a row. Like, I don't know if that is what we're getting, but this is what they're saying. Is there something else that's supposed to be missing? He's not promoing on like, I'm going back up on the card. He's like, I'm doing this again, brother. Uh, Gilbert yeah, Ivel. MJF style. mentioned as well um, that he. Yeah, later on he, in the show. Samoa Joe's cutting promos on him. So seems like it. Yeah, seems like it. I agree with Steak Buns. It's exactly where Joe deserves to be. It's just good. I don't know. I don't think. Well, anyway, here, we'll, we'll get to the tonight's first keep it or kick it. All about this, and then maybe we talk about it a little bit more from there. So, of course, you know the rules to keep it or kick it. Everybody does. Very, very easy game. Uh, I say a statement, and you, if you're a subscriber, you head on down to the emotes bar. You know what you've gotten there. Keep emote and the kick emote. They mean what you think they'd mean. You're going to respond to the following prompt with them. Ready on the music, Maddie. Zoobs, are you ready for the first of three keep it or kick it's tonight? I am. Keep it or kick it. This statement, I would be more into Samoa Joe mjf2 than jay white mjf prove yourselves become worthy ascend you can do it they talk all this love about samoa joe What are they saying, Zoobs? Weird that only three people responded, hey? Uh, let's run through it. Let's run through it. Sam Fells kicks. Cadenza kick. Uh, VZ kick. I may have kicks. Everyone keeps. Sega Buns kick. E Prime kick. Yamo J kick. Betty Matt kick. Dennis Dirty Work kick. Corvax 1266 kick. Hyatt's VRL kick. Kev Cell keep. Sludge Williams keep. Dark Lord DKL kick. Uh, Irish Mike 21 kicks. He's about 55 kick. Uh, Fruit Redible kick. Truly McGinnis keep. Uh, McBander huge kick. Uh, Giesbrecht, keep with an apology to the card blade. And what about you, the Zoobs? Where where would you be on this one? I'd probably kick it. I, I thought that I thought Joe MJF was was fantastic. Um, really, 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 really top level stuff. I thought main event Joe looked every bit the piece of deserving to be main event Joe. Um, I'd just rather see the different matchup. Love when people do this. Thank you very much for the take a hit and the sixteen to five kick score from McVander Huge. Uh, you know what I, they, they, you could call me soups. What's that? A real one. Cause I'm not one of these. If, if I'm your fan, I'm not one of these. What do they say in sports? The bandwagoners, you, sure, you come sure. and you go like the wind. Uh, for me, I'd rather Samoa Joe's the world champion than Jay White. And I'm ready for MJF to lose it. It's, it's no more, it's no more complex than that. I would love a Samoa Joe world title run. And I don't know how you're seeing him in this suit, smoking the cigar with the glass of whiskey 
look at every part the resplendent big boss he is and thinking i don't need that guy immediately the vacuum of cm punk gone i don't know how you, how you, how you don't want the joey samoe in that spot i i love the man cigar whiskey suits just a little bit nerdy guy's idea of a cool guy to me sorry guilty as charged yeah <laughs> <laughs> no you doubt about it it does I, suck that like the promos don't really do much that much for me i'm not like what a don i'm like nerdy guy's idea the cool guy a little bit a little i mean bit. the conservative chuds have taken over the cigars there's no doubt about it but, but for me <sighs> and probably whiskey too well, I, I'm not drinking a ton of straight whiskey these days anyway. They, they can have it. <laughs> but, the, but the but but you got a bunch of Portuguese around the table and mm. fat cigars. Mm-hmm. nice. You can't get away from it. And I would love to have one with Samoa Joe if he's watching. <laughs> and the Zoob thinks he can beat you in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. And wants to fight you. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Powerhouse Hobbs up next here. Um... You saw, I'm sure, the clips of Powerhouse Hobbs joining the Callis family last week. He had the big beatdown sequence over Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. So bad, Kenny Omega couldn't make the show tonight. Sad to see when it's time to really stack the house. Kenny and the Bucks nowhere to be found. Oh, we need the, we need the, the biggest dynamite possible. We got zero hour. We got run time. Let's get all the best of the best of the best, sir. What's the what's the what's the AEW stand for again? <laughs> I think it was elite the second word. Zoops. Elite is supposed to be the second. I'm gonna see on punk zoobs. Uh Jericho versus Hobbs. It, Hobbs, of course, looks fantastic. He's in the trunks. I do miss the old singlet gear, though. I thought he looked uh, the, this is a downgrading gear, but he still looks unbelievable, of course. And I thought this was a really cool match, actually. One of my the favorites in a little while. Not not favorite matches, but something that I can point to that I like a lot. Where so many matches, especially on TV. And this isn't just us. I mean, everybody who watches this show is deep enough in the well that you just, you kind of know the flows of a match to some degree. And this reminded me, obviously, I'm just saying reminded me of a way worse version of Brock Lesnar and Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam, where it's just a one-way ass kicking for a bunch of it. And then the other guy has, I mean, Bryan gets a prolonged hope spot in that SummerSlam match, but Jericho gets his moments largely around the walls of Jericho in a veteran submission game, but ultimately it isn't enough as powerhouse Hobbs. I think somebody I saw on Twitter or in my discord that Mark Henry said he's given the world's strongest slam to Mark Henry or sorry to powerhouse Hobbs and all due respect to Mark Henry. The world's strongest slam has never looked better than tonight. The best one ever performed was this evening. Powerhouse Hobbs on Chris Jericho. I really thought that was an outstanding finish and very cool of him to, I love those. Like you pass the finisher on. I don't know why that's so cool to me, but I, I really love that and thought uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I'd love to have the expectations subverted, right? You're sort of thinking like, um, we're going to have to watch Jericho get in too much offense on, on this, on, on a guy that's like, there's just no reason he should be getting offense in on it. And it's like, no, not really. Uh, the guy flattens him for five minutes. Jericho tries to work a leg for like 90 seconds and then he gets flattened. It's like, wow, that's great. Um, I like the simplicity. I like to have my expectations subverted. I think it's time to have a little break ski from Jericho anyway. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense and, and continues to, um, I, I don't how many times I can only do this so many times with Hobbs. I want this to be the one that really pays off. Right. Where you're like, man, it came out, he kept it simple. It was easy. It looks amazing. And then you're, you fast forward. You're like, is he, he's on the show still. I think he's, he's dinking around. He's backstage. He's the fourth most important guy. I, I just hope that we're, 
rolling downhill with this a little bit. It's it's starting to. I hope that it keeps going. Can they do Takeshita and Hobbs at the same time is the big question to me now. Because yeah. I, I suspect one of those guys will always get TV time just with the callus. And I mean, they're never ending callus versus Kenny. That that feud, it's going to be 2025 and those guys. Kenny's going to be 80 and or 0 and 80 against them. And Callis is still going to be going on about ruining his life. Yeah. Uh, but really, really fun match, I thought. And stylistically so different from the Swerve and Brian opener, where you get a little of everything. And I'll, we can contrast them when it comes up. I think he's actually up very soon here. But it's hard for me to get excited about Wardlow when Hobbs is getting this push. Sure. Like, I just, Hobbs looks like a guy who has it. And Wardlow, it's like, I've seen this dance. I'm like you, where it's like, man, I hope this is the one with Hobbs. But at least I could point to them as chapters, unfortunately, literally with the Book of Hobbs. But I would yeah, go yeah. Team Taz, Book of Hobbs, QTV, Callus. Wardlow, I'd be like MJF Acolyte, and then Powerbomb Guy, and now Powerbomb Guy. Yeah, Powerbomb Guy is back. It's like the... That's right. <laughs> and so at least with Hobbs, I can be like, well, this is this is the reason for optimism for me, Callus, and if he's going to be the heavy in that faction, that's pretty cool. And Kenny versus Hobbs, who doesn't want to see that? Yeah, that'd be sick. You got to get the guy on TV, though. Yeah, Kenny, yeah. yeah. Well, I do, you know. Hanger came, Hanger's been there three out of four weeks. I have to I have to give credit where it's due. I always called Hangman the guy who's never there. Hanger showing up now. Credit, I get credit to the Cowboy. Where's the elite? Where, you know. Yeah. We had to get rid of CM Punk. He's gone. He's, he's not He's not there anymore. You're safe. <laughs> You're, you You just, super dance, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, you, did, did you see this one last week, Zoobs? The, or did you oh, hear, yes, I did. I did. Did you hear yeah. about the audio kerfuffle that they had I to did. play? I did, yeah. Not great. Uh, so we got chapter three, technically, of... What I'm calling Adam Cole helps Roddy injured. And and this this episode is yard work. So it was, it was cleaning the house on the first one, and now they're doing he's doing yard work on the, the tricycle with the lawnmower. You big physical comedy guys, it's well, if I was, I wouldn't be finding it here. Um <laughs> somebody somebody out there who writes segments, their like their idea of like the funniest thing that can happen is a slow-mo close-up of somebody's face while they're giving effort and that's the beat joke that they have and they don't really have anything else um I, I i feel like adam cole never quite gets what about himself is caught on and like once something happens he's just like this must be what it is and he's just like a month into whatever it is you're like no <laughs> unfortunately oh no is right credit to matt taven though uh, maybe I'm an idiot. I, I didn't realize that the giraffe uh, plushies, because giraffes have the strongest necks. And he is right. If you've seen giraffes fight, they do just sort yeah, of yeah, bang yeah. their necks together. Yeah. So credit to these guys. Um, I was already off this boat when MJF was in them. And now without MJF, oh my heavens. It's, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was 85% him, it turns out. It, <laughs> I was giving Roddy way too much credit. It turns out MJF was the sauce, man. And so, yeah, not for me, this stuff. Yeah, not very good, in my opinion. Ray Phoenix. That's what we're... It is staunch on commentary now. He is Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix is dead. There is no Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix. Right. He Raises was Ray Phoenix, though, for like 
since probably like a decade, 2014. Sure. But man, it's a thousand lives. So have you been zoobs the whole time? No, no, certainly not. See, I suppose that is interesting. I've been Josh. Well, you're at El Toro Chinza. You were, they were, uh, Mr. 50k. You were sure. Uh, chapters kind of like powerhouse Hobbs, I suppose. Exactly right. You're, you're a little powerhouse Hobbs and I'm a little Ray (laughs) Fenix. I think. (laughs) <laughs> You're a little Ray Fenix. Yeah, he wishes. Yeah. Uh, Ray Fenix and Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy replacing uh, John Moxley, who the doctors were not able to clear. Um, Man, it is undeniable that Orange feels right in their wrestling for this title, right? You can just feel yeah. it. It's just the correct uh, operating system. I had no idea who was going to win this, which I really thought was great. There hasn't been a title match in AEW for a while where I was like, less than 80% sure who the winner was going to be. And a lot of people were like, of course, they're going to put it back on orange. And they were right. And I was wrong. But I, I thought there was lots of reason that you might do a fucked finish to get Mox back in there with triple threat or run with Ray Phoenix at this point. Mox is such a built guy in your company that Ray Phoenix basically knocking him out and then pinning him again. There's reason to run with it there. So I, I wasn't very sure. Maybe I'm just losing the touch, Zoobs. I was wrong about no, I don't Brian. Think, I don't think you're losing the touch at all. Um... Yeah, I guess I expected Ray Fenix to win too, but then as it was happening, I was like, yeah, I guess it makes sense to just, you're sort of just righting the wrong, right? You're just sort of like getting back on track with this and sort of admitting um, that the next step for this title didn't go the way you wanted it to, right? It didn't, it didn't, it didn't catch and there's nobody better to have it than Orange and um, in, in kayfabe, lack of a better word, like he's taken a month off essentially from from really hard singles matches and his back rested up enough and a well-rested Orange Cassidy wins that title every time. It's sort of the sort of the idea, the story you could tell, and he's back to like, now he's going to slowly degrade again, uh, I think is a neat little thing. I love that he had the backpack ready. I thought that was really cute, really cool. Um, and like a classic Orange Cassidy. Um, yeah, because, you know, as much as, there was, as much as I agree with you where it's like, Phoenix knocking out uh, Moxley and beating him is sort of a, you may as well run with it like you're it's you're not going to get a legitimate win over Moxley a better way is in, in, in some sort of way you are um, Ray Phoenix yeah like he that, that was sort of the basis of the hangman feud was it not um it was a big deal uh you know I, I don't know where he was supposed to go next I don't know where, what he was supposed to do with it really if not um drop it back into sort of the ecosystem of what you want the title to sort of be and I think you know, we're back to being where we're supposed to be with this. Yeah, I think we're basically just fast-forwarding, sprinting what was going to happen anyway. I think Orange Cassidy was going to win this belt back off of Mox. Mm-hmm. And they thought Mox was going to have his run, and then, like Zoops point out, fully rested Orange Cassidy was going to get in there. And, yeah, now you just have Mox unable to take it back from Orange Cassidy. And it almost makes sense, because I think Blackpool Combat Club might be face now anyway, and Mox just might be at the top of the card as a baby face now. I don't know. We'll see. Tonight had some some interesting things going on. But I did think this was a fun match, uh, as much as I like Ray Phoenix singles matches. I, I like his striking the, easily the most of his whole game. Of everything You think of Ray Phoenix. Well, I suppose I like his gear. His gear and his striking. Right. He's really the high kick and the crescent kick. He's got a really, really good striker. And yeah, I think that this was really, really good not not i really enjoyed the first two matches this was also good and in a different style but wasn't anything orange cassidy is going to go on to have better matches with this belt i think there's a real chance ray phoenix is also hurt a little bit right now could be could be i read yeah. that uh oh yeah, you did I read that matt read that it was injury related there you go 
See, they what happens, this is what happens, Josh, is you run a thing where you're pretending that Orange Cassidy is getting hurt holding the title, right? And then you, the next two guys that hold the title actually do get hurt right away. So this is what happens. This is what ha- you don't. This is wrestling. With, yeah, you you're inviting the wrestling with... gods to just be like, "Oh yes, a fake injury angle." You say. Imagine holding this title made you really, really hurt all the time. It's like immediately, <laughs> immediately, two guys get hurt holding it. It's... They just have to retire it if that does happen to Orange. You got to be careful. I do think they're in an interesting booking position now, Zoobs, and it's going to lead us right into our second of thirty keep it or tickets of the evening. If you're ready. I am ready. And I think the chat is to keep it or kick it. This statement. Orange Cassidy's second run with the international title must be as long or longer than his first one. Keep it or kick it. 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 Bucks might not be here, but the super kick party sure is. Uh, I am Ahab, Bobby Burritos with kick, steak buns with a keep, then kicks from BZ, Cadenza, Corvax, Sever, Maddie Max, Sam Fells, Yum OJ, Hi, it's me, RL, Geesebrecht, Dark Lord DKL, and Dennis Dirty Work, and Gritchie. Then a dissenting voice amongst the kicks, uh, Irish Mike 21 with a, with keep, Sludge Williams kick, seats up at 55 kick, Mick Vander, huge with a kick whole lot of kicks i would say 80 20 maybe even as high as 85 15 and what say you the zoops yeah kick it's a pretty high it's a pretty high bar i think you you established that you had a really great run uh you had a really great one i don't know that the next one needs to be like the the only way it can be considered a success is to be uh a carbon copy of the same sort of journey and the same story i think you can tell something different you can try something else i don't think you need to try to um redo the same thing for the sake of redoing it yeah i'd be kicking too i saw this floated uh, a lot on our twitter timeline though that that was the issue with putting it back on orange cassidy people are so stupid josh oh wait till this next segment wait till this next segment (laughs) as we've gone 47 minutes without commercials and i'm sure they had some sort of meeting about what is the first thing we will go to commercial on well timeless tony is with rj And darling, we need more cinema, she says. And like all great film of yesteryear, this one is silent. And they go on to put a silent film starring timeless Tony Storm. And Jesus Christ, the meltdown that ensued that they said, well, as soon as a woman's on screen, AEW went to commercial. You you got soul, but you're not a soldier. You got to enjoy life a little bit. You got to, you can't, I mean... (laughs) It's like it's literally a silent like they, they built it in you have to go to commercial at some point this is totally works with the character i uh i was a little and then i did see a bunch of people say oh whoops i, I didn't really realize it was a science film so much you know respect if you can say i was wrong but 
man, people are just like dying to jump all over this show. It's crazy. I have to admit I wasn't paying attention is always a great uh, great way to back out of the... I have to admit I didn't hear the only important information about the segment, so I retract my strong opinion. Have you <laughs> talked about Timeless Tony yet, uh, Zeus? Uh, not the Timeless part. We've talked about the Tony character for a little bit. Um, it's a neat way to do it, right? We, we, we saw Sammy do the cards previously, and you see Callus and uh, Takashita do cards later on. There's always a question of what do you put in this spot um in the commercial where you're doing picture in picture i thought it was a creative little way to do it she just sort of she what um gets drunk and like uh dances around essentially yeah. <laughs> dresses up works for me uh yeah. timeless tony getting feature on the show i need uh yeah i understand why people want more of her and felt let down by her presence on the show in these silent pictures but i thought a genuinely good idea on a show where you have to exit this 48 commercial thing at some point yeah, it's a funny little it's a funny little way to uh, engage with a very hard to win space, right? Very hard to win. To me, she was doing commercials, says Maddie Mac. That makes a lot of sense. Like trying to go along with the commercials. She was moving uh, her mouth at first, so I thought maybe she wasn't silent. Says Hisapa. That's understandable. Did they move their mouths in silent pictures? Does anybody know? You know, I didn't watch a lot. Of the, I'm you know, always been the a bigger fan of the, talk, the Oscar. Bigger one. fan of the talkies, personally. Always they would, the uh, they would, they would do something like this. Very helpful to the audience. Can you describe? Can you describe yeah. what this can't is? See Matt on the screen. So no, I can't. Help. Sorry, I can't describe it. It's a silent film. Yeah, so that doesn't help us. Huh. You would have killed in vaudeville. There's no getting around that. Oh yeah, holy! This Matt would have been a billionaire in the vaudeville era. A song and dance man taking his trade from town to town. Wardlow's up, taking on one of the side Al brothers. It's Matt. And uh, he knocks him out with a powerbomb. Well, a couple of them. Takes a couple power bombs and it knocks him symphony. out. Symphony. Real symphony sort of vibe is what I got. Anything you want to say about the new Wardlow? No, it's the same as the old Wardlow. Uh, Wardlow, Wardlow, Wardlow. I don't know what we're doing with uh, this, um, frankly. And there's other, there's a lot of big guys around now, and they don't seem like they have a real idea for what Lord Wardlow can be. They tried a couple things, right? They branched out. They they told a weird, he told a weird story once about even big huge guys get sad or whatever it was. I don't remember. Um, you know, <laughs> unforgettable tale. Yeah, <laughs> big huge guys get sad. I can't remember. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, not easy being a big strong guy. I got a haircut or whatever. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. This is quite the series. Uh, I've got the haircut. <laughs> way she goes. Uh, no, I'll, I'll just you know, not particular. Can't be in on everybody, and you have to pick your lines. Uh, the the what exactly uh, Wardlow was doing is this guy. Um, I don't know. So hopefully you can. Hopefully you have more than I do. I'm, I have a, I have a rambling. I feel nothing about this to offer you. Here's where he's in tough. The main event tonight. Luchasaurus is thriving. There's no getting around that. The Brian Cage push in Mogul Embassy. Powerhouse Hobbs, two segments before this. Lance Archer is returning soon. I am more interested in all of these big men than Wardlow. And they're all bigger than him, by the way. That's a problem for him. I don't know what he does to overcome that. I honestly think a tag team is probably the move for him. Like, this is not the push I'd be doing. What What if a returning Jungle Man and him team up? Uh... Uh, oh yeah, wasn't he with Arn Anderson? Thank you, Maddie Mac. Yeah, Arn Jungle Arne... and Wardlow. 
yeah, that, 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 that no good Nick, uh, Jungle Boy or whatever. <laughs> well, good luck. Talk about in tough to come back. What the hell is that going to be? Leather jacket, fucking. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're putting me in a bad mood. <laughs> you're actively <laughs> wanting me in a bad mood. Flirting. With, with, with. You, can you imagine? We're going to have to do a post show when the Jungle Man comes back. 100%. 100%. Jack Perry will be back. Jack Perry returns will be the graphic. I might say something rude about him. <laughs> Stay tuned. I mean, he does a powerbomb. You have to admit he does do a powerbomb. No, I don't. I'm wrong about that. I don't have to admit anything. <laughs> now you got me thinking of... about Jack Perry coming back. I'm, I'm, I'm obstinate. No, I'm what do you think of our favorite five-letter word? What do you think of Wordle? I, I think he feels dead in the water to me. Um, without change. The, this act, I saw, I felt like we were out of gas on this act. It's, it's, I'm not seeing anything new. Sometimes less is more, but not when you started with the bare minimum. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what you do with them, though. I said this on last week's show. The, the, a tag team is the best thing I can think of. Yeah, I agreed. Sort of what the, if he just the... was daddy ass at one point? They didn't really acknowledge it. Like, daddy ass was gone. Maybe they dye Wardlow's hair blonde. Yeah, you, can, you can even count Big Bill as a giant dude that's... Big Bill! More, who is, like, the best example, I think, of what he could maybe be. That, that absolutely and, and thought of a better than that. Dead on. Yeah. yeah. Just grow his bangs out, sweep him to the side, and call him all time Ward Low. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. What? Yeah. What? I felt too to good. Piggyback off that. To steal Matt's idea, what if he had a different name? What if his name was something else? Well, Mike. Well, it couldn't hurt. Wardlow's not a good name. Yeah, Mike. Mike Wardlow. Mike Wardlow. <laughs> yeah, Wardlow. yeah Adam, he needs to find his Adam. like daddy magic. Yeah, where we don't even think of the name anymore. Put him in a silly hat. Jackson. Put him. Put him a silly hat, and you go. Oh, there he is. There's the new guy. Do the old Jake. Isn't that just Nick Comorado? Yeah. Probably. Wow. I forgot about him. Zoob's had that guy dead to rights. Hey, I'm not gonna get yeah. too excited about him. Everybody's good in there with Box. Fast forward to two years later. Prophetic. I haven't had to think about him since. (laughs) Dan G, Daniel Garcia, is backstage to check on Chris Jericho. Daddy Magic walks in, pulls him away and says, we're better than this. We don't care about this guy anymore. Come on. And Dan G says, I was just checking in on a guy I cared about. And they walk away. I thought this was actually like very decent pro wrestling acting by Daddy Magic and Daniel Garcia here. Good stuff. We love both these guys. Uh, Don't leave out that... They sent it back there to Renee Paquette to get information about Jericho's injury. And then right. she stands beside Jericho with a microphone uh, and does not ask Jericho how he's feeling. <laughs> I didn't even notice some, that. that I'm going to gather some information and then is interrupted and then is like, well, back to you. We <laughs> do get that information later, thank God. Well, of course, yeah. But uh, I thought that was funny. I was like, you didn't even ask your mom he's doing. You're back there to get information. You said that. <laughs> He's laying right there. Shoulder hurts is my guess. Um, from a colleague. That is true. Um, yeah, listen, I love Dan G. I love uh, Daddy Madge. I like uh, these little subtle... I thought, I thought they did a good job with this throughout the show tonight, I think. But there's just little subtle clips and you get an extra... You're, you're sort of lingered on characters for an extra five seconds tonight. Um, a couple times. And I was like, that goes a long way to, for me. I'm being 100% serious. Even this sounds crazy. You could get Daniel Garcia or Daddy Magic, I'm being serious, either of these guys, I think, to a Swerve Strickland, Eddie Kingston tier for my enjoyment. I feel like maybe not as good as those two guys, but that tier above everybody else. I'm ready to love these guys. Give them, give them something. 
Ready to love him. Yeah. Wardlow is the devil mask guy. That's not the worst idea, I guess, Cisepa. He is, I mean, he's got the MJF wristbands on. He is going to fight MJF on this run. I would hate if he th- dethroned MJF. How about it? Yeah, Mike Wardlow is champion. <laughs> you're, you're obsessed now with Mike Wardlow. Chris, Chris Wardlow? Chris Wardlow. <laughs> what, what, can we get an alliteration thing going? What do you think of Wayne Wardlow? It's Chris. Oh, uh, yeah. Walter Wardlow. Oh, Walter's not bad. Walter, Walter Wardlow. Wardlow. Walter the name's Wardlow. Been, the name's been freed up. Nobody else is using Walter out there. He's Walter Wardlow. Walter Wardlow. Zoops found it. Walter oh, yeah. Wardlow. Can we get a Walter oh, yeah. Wardlow in the yeah. chat, please? Walter, Walter Wardlow. Wardlow. I think we did it. That's easy. It's easy. This booking stuff is easy. They're over in New York naming things, guys, things like Ringo Dinkerson. And you've just got, yeah. you know, Walter Wardlow right there. Walter Wardlow. Free of charge. That's zero dollars. I shouldn't shit on Ringo Dinkerson, though. I hear he is getting over there. On NXT oh, buddy. Run. Well, if he got cut, then I'd be like, got to sign Ringo Dinkerson. Yeah. Give me I think all those guys suck unless they get cut. And then I'm like, we got to sign them. Mm-hmm. I heard his match with all capitals Irish was fantastic. Oh, yeah. In NXT. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually crack myself up. Sorry. That's very tacky. Got one. He got one over that was there. That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> Irish and. Uh, yeah, all right. Ringo Dickerson. Uh, let's get back to some real good wrestling. <laughs> Hangman Adam Page. And again, he's been here a bunch lately. Let's give him his credit. One member of the elite showing up. Here's the hanger. And he's here for his fourth match in history, but first in AEW against Jay White. And this feels like a big match to me. On paper, this jumps off maybe even bigger than uh, Brian and Swerve Strickland in some ways. Like the collision of these two guys, they both are maybe bringing to, uh, more to the table. Was very excited for this one. Um, I did think. Well, let's talk about the entrance first because the Bang Bang Gang enters with Jay White looking outstanding, and the other three on. What do you call those? Is that pedal tricycles? Yeah, I guess they're like pedal tricycles. Yeah, that's exactly what I would call them. I loved this entrance. These guys, <laughs> yeah. they are in do no wrong territory for me right now. Is the Bang Bang? I love gang. that. It's the best part of the business is when. A group of guys are just like you're just like well they can do whatever they want for the next couple weeks like i'm i'm just just seeing them makes me so happy i love that's the best part of the business is when guys enter that zone oh man i'm thinking of guys who have entered that zone before i guess austin's the ultimate midas touch can maybe the rock is the ultimate like everything he touches can do no wrong guy yeah maybe probably, a more obscure is. one there was like a four-week period where, where uh the fashion popo could do no wrong it's true. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I love guys. I mean, I mean even 2.0 this year. Absolutely. Like, last year entered that. I was like, just be on screen. I don't even fucking care what you're doing. It's a really good. I'm, I'm, man, they feel extinguished right now. You could do something. Big wheels. Hey. Three wheelers. Three wheelers to me is something else, but big wheels, I would I would agree. There we go. Wheel. Here they come. Hangman Page to face Jay White, who is out, of course, like I said, with the Bang Bang Gang. I thought this match took a little bit to get going. This was maybe both these guys trying to build to an epic, but once they did, I really loved this match. I thought that this was full of some very hard-hitting sequences. These two obviously know each other's styles. They're not afraid to... You can tell who's brought up in the dojo, you know? And uh, these two are not afraid to go out there and bang. It's just immensely clear. And, you know, I loved Eddie Kingston versus Minoru Suzuki on Zero Hour. You can tell those chops, besides, like, the odd one are different. There's shots in this match that are just shots, you know. Two guys who were decided to go out there and get down, get down, and move it all around. And I, you know, I'm a giant fan of that. I will say, 
it is hard to do dragon screws post Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. with the greatest dragon screw I've ever seen. Because they'd go for a cool one from the outside of the ring to the inside. And I was just like, oh, it's too soon. I'm not ready to accept another dragon screw. One looked like nearly killed Zack Sabre Jr. Were you as into this match as Mizu's? I think this might have even been my match of the night over Brian and Sword. Yeah, this was great. Another one that felt like uh you're like, damn, this pay-per-view. I think, I think, um I think Switchblade has that still. The sing the, the Switchblade singles match on the card still has a like, oh, this is a this is a big event. This is a big thing. Uh this is not Definitely. your average week. You're this they clear out some time here. This is like uh Again, I use I use pay per view quality as sort of the as a as a catch all here, but it does feel that way of like you know it's a big dynamite because you know it's a big show. Um, Hangman versus Jay White could be on any could be could be for the main title, it could be for a TNT title, it could be um, just a grudge match, it could be just a match where guys are having contendership. Like it's one of those ones where like those guys are positioned so well that you believe sort of any stakes uh, yeah. between them. And I thought. Um, that played off, felt big, felt, like you said, felt hard-hitting, but like two guys um, that viewed each other as similar levels and like that, that I have to take this guy deadly serious and really bring my A-game against him was sort of was sort of evident. And the, the altering methods and the way they do that sort of stuff um, was really cool and, and two guys I'm a big fan of. So yeah, this was, this definitely hit big time for me in the middle of this show. A really good Deadeye kickout brings us to the back part of this match, which does lead us to a Jay White win. Uh, but then MJF comes out, comes calling for the, he wants his belt. He wants the triple B back because last week, one of my least favorite tropes in wrestling happened. Jay White stole the the belt. The, the belt is the symbol of your title of champion. You can't, like, you're not taking anything when you take a guy's belt. It's like, oh, you've got my prop. Oh, no. These guys act yeah. like, well, I'm not the champion. Like, if you own the belt, like, it's 24-7 title rules or something. You're still the champ, MJF. Uh, I, I don't like this trope yeah, me either. Me, stupid. You're still Just the champion. Yeah. Uh, MJF comes out. Is this for the segment? Yeah. All right. Then they go to commercial, but then we're into a promo segment between MJF and Jay White. You want your main event at full gear? You've got it. Full gear five or six weeks away, I think, still. So we got we got some build to go. I suspect MJF will be wrestling Juice and maybe Colton Gunn and along the way. Um, you've got it, but I'm going to be the bigger man, Jay White. I'm not going to stoop to your level because I was you and he's much more serious up this week, much more grounded drama, not going to the crowd for, oh, talentless tofu. taints or whatever nonsense, yeah. tofu, it's the worst shit imaginable. Uh, instead he says, I was you. And I like this from him reflecting on when he was a heel and letting the bang, bang gang know that. I know this guy because I was him and he's very willing to betray all of you because I was willing to betray people who were around me. And I just think that that's a really interesting thing for a babyface who has turned recently to do. Uh, these people like me because I've earned their respect, something you've never done. And my likely, that, the only reason I am still so mad is because my livelihood and my legacy is that belt you're carrying. And whoever has that belt is the best wrestler in the goddamn world. I love that. You know me, Zeus. I love when guys are like marks for AEW, where it's like that belt, whoever's got that is the best wrestler in the world. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is a trillion times better than what he's been doing lately. It's You knew he could just, you knew he would be able to do it back with one promo. I didn't ever doubt that like, 
he only needs one day to snap himself out of the funk and the criticism that he's, that he's gotten. Um, and I'm glad we're here because it was, it was, it was overdue and uh, it shouldn't be that hard to have, to have good, to have a good, you know, build here with Jay White and get us excited about this. People want to be excited about this. They, everyone likes Bullet Club Gold. Everyone has been on board with MJF. It should, it should be pretty simple to get us uh, from A to B where we need to be for this. And this is a, definitely a step in the right direction. The trope notwithstanding and, and maybe the rest of the promo notwithstanding. I don't think Jay White's going to win the belt. And if he did, I think they would have like an impossible time keeping Bang Bang Gang heel. I think it would be fighting. You would be fighting uphill at that point to make these guys heels. Like, I think people are ready to love these guys if Jay White's the champion. Yeah. But nonetheless, um, I love Jay White referring in his promo, us five. It took me a second to count who he was referring to as there's him, the guns, Juice Robinson, He's referring to card blade in the back yes. corner. His his cutout is the fifth piece of backup. If I'm in a fight, I'm not counting the piece of cardboard. It's it's four on four. Card blade's over. Friedman, Juice Robinson, with the the most controversial promo of the night, as he's got a roll of quarters out. Now this is a anti-Semitic trope, and so okay. So I'll say what happened, and then I'll say my my read on it. And he says, I'm going to use these to put them on my knuckles, and I'm going to knock you out. You, know, you waited knuckles. Um, There was that sign in the crowd a couple weeks ago where it's like MJF, I dropped a quarter, and MJF was talking about it on Twitter. I wish you would have saw it and kicked those guys' asses. My read on this is MJF wants to do this, and he's going to kick Juice Robinson's ass on the way to facing Jay White. And... I probably would have skipped a week given the week of news, but uh, yeah, I saw a lot of freaking out about this on our, on our Twitter timeline. A lot of uh, the AEW has ruined the good night stuff. Hmm. Yeah. You, you hadn't, you didn't throw it to me. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's usually what happens here. I break down the segment. Yeah. Well, you, you were like, I'm going to, sure, I'll throw to you. Here. What did you think of you, Juice Robinson's promo here? uh we skipped over the jay white part of it we'll get to it i think i, I well yeah I i'm going through guess. all three guys yeah yeah um and you know it's not my place to get upset about uh not being jewish uh, i have jewish friends text me and be like i'm fine with it because clear very clearly mjf wants to do it as you said like i read on all these things is like mjf if mjf was was extremely offended by that it wouldn't have been in the show right it's pretty it's pretty simple um, but I don't begrudge anybody for being offended by it. I can't tell you uh, what to get offended and not offended by. So um, hard for me to draw any hard lines in the sand on that. Um, I will say, you know, this isn't you. You're right about the. I would probably skip a week, but it's also a thing where like it's not like the homework isn't done for this. You know what I mean? Like MJF has right. to had told the quarter story before. Andrew Robinson has used a roll of quarters before. Like it's not the first time he's pulled out a roll of quarters and used it in a match. I'm not saying if you're yeah, offended by this, no, you have point. no reason to be. I'm just saying, like, it's not out of nowhere um, doing it for the sake of doing that. It's like it fits into what has gone on. And to your point, I, in these situations, I lean towards uh, MJF wants to do it. MJF wants to tell the story. And MJF morally gets his comeuppance right there. But you're absolutely right that it's, like, such a difficult time to thread a needle like that everyone's just um, gonna be thinking about the news of course. which i don't know is like necessarily 100%. the association you want to be right but that's my only problem with it is like yeah 100 it's it's a really hard thing to time and it's also a really hard thing to again to my point is like if, if this is a line for you when you are offended by that you're, you're totally within your rights to feel that way um 
I'm obviously not in a situation where that applies to me. I don't think it like hit the crowd in that way though, because they were just booing so uh, Jay and Juice in what felt like sort of normal ways to me. There wasn't like a recoil, but maybe I'll go back yeah. and rewatch tomorrow, and we shall see. But uh, yeah, then Jay White says, "You can't just come out here and ask for a title match. You got to earn it." Which is, it's pretty rich when you're not even the champion to say such a thing to a guy. It's pretty, it's pretty out of touch, I would say. Um, but it sounds like to me that earning it is going to be fighting his way through these guys on it, which is sort of the, I think you've pointed out before the MJF title build way in reverse. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> something about Jay White's promos, something about it. He, he, he tends, he takes like 20% too long with to say everything. <laughs> and he has a little bit too much of like, Oh no, no, no. Like he, he sort of goes to this very, I don't know, man. It's, it's just, Something about it is like 10 to 15 percent off for me every time. I want to like them more than I do. They're all very big and grandiose. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's a good word for it. Uh, something I like about CM Punk a lot and Samoa Joe is this ability to like throw their pa their pace around like that. Mocks too, like just different styles of promo. Sitting there, I don't really want to go out there, you know. I'm thinking about my daughter versus like rampaging around with Eddie Kingston in some back room. Like there's a real variance. Yeah, there. I think Maddie Mac sort of nails it. It seems like he's thinking about what he's going to say while he's talking a lot of the time. Last week, I think that was just outright the case that he was trying to improvise and was not. He was like listing off all of his nicknames by the end. It's like yeah, there's, that's something there's I would do if I was like, oh, Zoobs went to the washroom, and I kind of like yeah. thirty seconds. Like, <laughs> some chips that I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tempo where show, where's your show. excitement level for MJF versus Jay White as we're yeah four or five weeks out from full gear? It's pretty high. I think the Bang Bang Gang has has earned the spot, and as I mentioned, you know, I think the. Jay White continues to be a, um, uh, uh, the matches continue to be like an attraction. You The singles especially, you sort of get the like, oh, Jay White singles is going to feel big. It's going to feel like a, like a not monumental, but a, an event. Uh, he, he does have that and he still captures that. And there's a long way to go. And I think MJF has done a good job so far and will probably do a good job, I can assume, continue going forward of like, being constructive uh, and critical of himself and, and building and improving on things that he is doing wrong week to week. And I think um, no reason to believe this won't continue to have some really strong beats to it. And as you said, um, probably going to have to go through the roster and of Bullet Club Gold. And I think there's some fun matchups to have along the way there starting um, with where they're starting. So I think there's a lot of room to to grow here. So I'll give it out of, out of seven, probably a, probably a five, five and a half. I think that's really good. And I actually love that you saying that about MJF because he is sort of the AW avatar. He's their guy, you know, they're born, died in the wool original. And so for him to be the guy who will change his character week to week or like listen to the, the fan base, that's very much like what I consider AW and Tony Khan to be. Like they can, yeah. or at least they used yeah. to be better at this, but like react. So I like that a lot as a piece of consistency between the two of them. <sighs> Sarai and Hikaru Shida for the AEW World Women title is on here. I thought Sarai actually looked smooth in the moments, like dodging Shida out of the corners, bailing out of the ropes, like the signs where you can often see a wrestler's age. Well, watch Matt Hardy, God bless him, who I greatly enjoy, of course, but watch him swerve out of the corner, hit the ground, and roll out. Like, Sarai, for, you know, if there's this watch of where she's at, she's okay in some regards. Um... I thought they made the right call, though, here tonight, Zoobs. I thought it was always about the Soraya moment in Wembley. 
and having her name in this lineage. I actually think she's done an okay job as AW World Champion, but now it is back on the third time champion, Hikaru Shida. Your feelings? This title doesn't seem to have the identity that the other title has, even. I don't know that the women's yeah. the women's top title has felt like the women's top title, really. Sort of a weird Why is that? I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's that they only get one match a week and they have two titles, or it's some other sort of like the division hasn't been given a stabilizing enough direction around yeah. these things. But um I'm with you that the Soraya thing only sort of felt like built for the Wembley moment and I'm glad that it happened. Um, I was a little surprised to see to be to see Sheeta be uh, given this back, but I guess you know you're making a statement as to what you want this title to be when you give it to her. They're like the the great match title, the women's uh, wrestling title. Uh, even though you know you sort of have that as well with Statlander, is sort of like a power version of that. Yeah, um, different versions, but yeah, I know. I'm interested to see where you go because they're sort of similar in that way, and like they're a fighting champion. It's gonna be really hard to beat at their discipline. I just, I, th- this title has been missing something since, uh, for a while. I mean, geez. And I thought they captured it a little bit with Soraya. So that was sort of why I was surprised to see it go. But maybe this is part of it, like, um, Tony spinning off of that group and, and being such a t- uh, well-formed character right away. Maybe there has to be some, a bit of a shakeup as to the allegiances and who is where and what is fought for uh, around the division. So I was surprised by this. I was surprised too. I think the end game here is hopefully Sheeta is who is there holding that title when Jamie Hayter returns. Because I think sure. Hayter Sheeta for that belt is the relevancy dearth you're feeling would be filled. And yeah. I would like that a lot. I do agree though that Statlander and her running as the working champions, especially one dynamite, one collision, and try to make them, you know, staunchly their shows. I'll admit I am probably still a little bit more interested in Chris Statlander, though, than Hikaru Shida. Totally, uh, totally. I'm, I'm really impressed with the way Chris Statlander works, but maybe with great opponents, Shida can put on, you know, TV bangers, too. Also, Zoobs, wow, very rare. I like the chant, holy Shida. Good <laughs> there chant. You go. Yeah, good job. Good job, everybody. How often, how often do you like a wrestling chant? Not very often recently, that's for sure. Basically never, fair to say? Yeah, very rare. We get the big announcement that they are donating $1 million worth of AEW toys to Tots or Toys for Tots this year. Cool. I think that's nice. That's who, very who nice. Who could just like that? You have to be some kind of fucking guy to not like that. Yeah. I do hope that they have a lot of the good ones in there, though. You don't want some sort of thing where... One guy's got CM. But when I go to the store, let me tell you, you know who they got a lot of in that store all the time? Who's it? Who's John that? Silver. They can't give those away. <laughs> I, I go in there. My little sisters, we walk. Oh, what do they got? Oh, they got they got a WWE toys and 400 John Silvers. <laughs> Johnny Hungry, probably on the packaging. <laughs> New Hungry Man. <laughs> like the TV. To, anyway. That's um, right. I love the official match announcement for the there's going to like they usually do. They're going to do a diamond ring battle royale. The winner of that will challenge MJF for the right to the diamond ring. I did like the graphic where it's just all the banners hung 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. MJF is the winner. Good. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't hear Don Callis. 
him and Takeshita gave a promo, but they went to commercial in Canada during Don Gallus's. So I saw him in picture in picture speaking, which was cool. Did you hear this promo, Zoops? I did not hear this promo, to be frank with you. I also had a... I, I, I was under the impression almost that this was the same as a Tony Storm, where this was meant to be a... a Silent. Drawing, drawing on a card, because I didn't hear this either, really. Well, when Callus was going, I was... Is he talking to me? I was becoming De Niro. <laughs> You're talking to me. Uh, Renee's backstage. Pretty good, pretty good De Niro you got there. Thanks. Are you talking? Uh, Renee's backstage with MJF. He's not really in the mood to comment on anything Juice Robinson said, which I did like that Renee brought that up. Like, obviously, they had, like, seen some of that online. Um, and he's like, I don't want to talk about anything. I just want to call a friend and get some advice. Tries calling Adam Cole again. This time, Adam answers. But he can, it's like a bad connection. And have you had to have like a meaningful phone call on a bad connection before Zoobs? It is a really awful thing to have to do. Nothing worse. Nothing oh, worse, maybe. I'm thinking about it right now. It's it's as bad as it gets. Yeah. Cole's still at Roddy's. He needs help. Well, I need help too, says MJF. Juices dug up some old wounds. Uh, the, them being outnumbered, the bang by the gang, gang, bang, bang, gang. They've stolen my belt. They're coming for my ring. But you know who there's for Maxi as Adam Coles drops off, drops the call. It's Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, and a guy who, if you had asked me if he was over 45, I would have known the answer for sure. Daddy ass <laughs> offering to be the three men backup that MJF needs against the Bang Bang Gang for the rights to have his belt back. Zoobs, this probably sounds stupid and hypocritical. I was super into this for some reason. That's not, why, why would that be hypocritical? Well, I've been so out on the acclaimed and not not enjoying their work at all and thinking that MJF is being too silly and you would think an alignment with the acclaimed would only bring out more of that. But it's like, I don't know, that trope of, you know, when you need friends, who you got's who you got. And it's like, you know what? This guy and I have known each other for a while. They're champions. Like, it makes sense that you'd want the trio's champ filling out your foursome. You're the world champ. Yeah. You don't have anybody else. Their dynamic, like, Caster going for this and Max not do like I I can imagine I think that match them versus the Bang Bang Gang is actually something I'll really look forward to I I liked the segment I talked a little bit earlier about sort of link they lingered on characters for an extra five seconds this week a couple times I thought this was the best use of it oh. um it's it's straight up exposition right it's straight up like each character says their feelings and motivations out loud but I thought it was really effective where Billy Gunn was like hey man you know just offer our services up to guys we don't know especially like the devil uh <laughs> like i don't know what you're doing here we don't we didn't say you could do this and caster was very simply like well, i've known him for 10 years and he's my friend like it, i know it hasn't seemed obvious but you know i like this guy and he's my friend and it's you know it, there, there's a, always a degree of silly and there's a degree of the other the other storyline that they've been doing on twitter and the other storyline that sort of is brought in and was sort of really weirdly executed last week but um just that extra 10 seconds of exposition you nod along and you go, yeah, that makes sense. That that tracks. Um, they don't have to be Roddy and, and Roddy and 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 Adam on on screen to establish that they're friends and they know each other. And to your point, um, who you got is who you got. And it's also a little bit of like the continuing MJF learning what it's like to be a babyface. Sometimes yeah. when you're a babyface, you get the less powerful teammate because because that's the the path you pick. And uh, I think that's effective and, and works here. The acclaimed. And then BMGS. Uh, yeah, it's cool. 
it's I like that additional thing you put about the learning this additional piece of being friends, like what Adam Cole has taught him applied to others. Yeah. Christian Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne are in the ring. Love hearing Christian speak. You guys got it all wrong. I am not their leader. I am their father. Adam. And then he, you know, tread territory. But he starts talking about how you want, you had all these tag team aspirations until you thought the boss might like you a bit more than he liked me. And you immediately didn't have those tag team aspirations anymore, did you? And then it's back to some more simple bait for him. I know your wife Beth was a huge fan of me. And Christian has just like the greatest self-satisfied look I've ever seen. Like when he says something like that, it's like, oh, don't worry, your daughters, Lyric and Ruby, they'll be well taken care of. <laughs> they just thrilled with himself at the the words that are coming out of his mouth. Put some clean sheets on the bed. Your new daddy's coming home. You think you know him. Here comes Ed Chopland. He's frustrated with the words that Ed just been, or Chris has been saying about his family. And it's on as he bails. We get right into Adam Copeland versus Luchasaurus. Uh, though before the bell, it is worth noting. I thought it was a cool spot. Nick Wayne jumps on Adam Copeland's leg. And then Luchasaurus just big boots him and uh, Chope can't move. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely cool. Uh, anything you want to say about Christian before we talk about the Chill Blue Source main event tonight? Yeah, Christian's amazing. I mean, come on. The the as you said, the it does a good job of mixing in like the easy low stuff, the your wife bringing up your kids' names and bringing up your wife's name. He does a good job of mixing that in with like the little deeper layers of like you came you come to AEW with wanting to be tag team champions. It's like where was the tag team championship run? When you were on top, where was the tag team championship run? When I was being held down on purpose in the other company, like we knew I was better than you, and you gr- jumped ahead of me because uh, the opportunity arose. Where where was your looking out for me then? I thought that was really effective. And uh, Christian's amazing. I love the book ending. He's the beginning of the show, and he's the end of the show. I thought that was really effective, and and made it feel like a big through line of the episode. Just sort of the we knew it was, but like sort of Edge's um, in ring debut did feel. Um, you know that much more with the with the book ending of Christian as sort of like host almost hosting the show in a way. Totally feel felt that way. From Russell Dream to last week's Dynamite to this week's Dynamite, the three big show going off angle main events are a through line of Adam Copeland and Christian. Is this a problem? I mean. <laughs> Watching the main event, I was like, right, we're we're now watching the show where we get the Edge main events. Uh, we get the uh, the Adam Copeland main event is is Dynamite now. Um, that's the show that it's on. Uh, not the best for me personally. Um, was always not, not that huge of an Edge fan. This is one of those things where like the period of, of Edge being on top that everyone tells me is the reason that Edge is a Hall of Famer. Like really perfectly coincides with me not watching wrestling anymore, and then him retiring sort of corresponds with me coming back to the product not on purpose so the timing happened to work out that way where it was like basically the entire edge hall of fame run is a blind spot for me and you know on purpose or not on purpose i I come back i don't have the like reverence that that i think somebody that was tagged tapped in at that point does have i thought the little finish tonight was cheeky and i thought it was a neat little way to turn it around of like it's a cute little 
the title is on him and he he sows the seeds of discontent as long as also winning. I did think the the stare spear was pretty neat. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, th- I thought, you know, this the end of this main event did deliver in a way that I uh, over-delivered for me as somebody that's like not a card carrying. I believe they're called edgeheads. I thought the match was good. Yeah. I think Luchasaurus is good too, for the record. But I, yeah, I thought yeah. the match was a good main event. I didn't think it was as good as the other wrestling on the show, but I thought it was good and a very fitting main event to the show. I just mean like the edge and Christian feud. And I loved the off show angle, the attitude era nitro. We're running out of time. We'll see you at the pay-per-view on Sunday. Things are going out of control. Like that wild animals running around. I I love that finish to a show. It feels very fun and familiar to me. I I just, AW 2023. It's interesting. It's very interesting. I'm a lot more into Brian Danielson and Swerve than I am Ed Chopin Christian. As much sure. as I love Christian promos, which I do. Um, That's very normal, I think. And they're, you know, doing a great job elevating the TNT title. And there's, there's lots of things to like. I just hope it isn't true of the show four or five months from now. Yeah, I agree with that. And that was Dynamite, Zoobs. I came in at a six. You came in at a seven. Uh... And I did like Edge versus Luchasaurus for the uh, uh, record. I did like that match quite a bit. Yeah, I think the likelihood is I think I came closer to a six than you came to a seven for sure. Maybe we meet at six and a half. Seems like it. Seems like it. That's that sword and shield chemistry. <laughs> that was dynamite. 20 count. The Tuesday Night Wars. I hope we see that again, Zoobs. I think that would be a treat for the fans. Yeah, tons of fun. A fun night of watching wrestling. And and I and I and a really good show on our end, so I'm happy. Wednesday is the better night of the week for Dynamite, though, right? Agreed. Yeah, totally. I like that midweek. Alrighty. Zoobs, you're the best. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh everybody, Monday night program returns Monday night. Slack is back in the seat. WBCW returns. We're doing a three hour stream starting with Never Ending Weekend Infinity Four. So are you excited about the return of MNP? Sorry, what? Are you excited for the return of MNP? I can't wait. No, it's the highlight of my week. This, what, what, what an unbelievable show. I can't wait to see what's been cooking in the brain ovens of you two uh, with the opportunity to, to, to really think long view over the last couple of weeks. It's going to be exciting. The brain ovens indeed. Zoobs, have a wonderful night, brother. We'll talk to you very soon. Love right, and yeah. energy. Love and energy.